Philadelphia. You ready? It's the bank statement. Uh, it's a Super Bowl preview. I used to Tomorrow's the day. Nikki Franchise. Dougie P. Bird Gang. We're about to do this tomorrow, dude. AK-47, how you doing? I am living! Let's yeah. go! Let's go! Hey, listen, 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 man. Before we get this started, a lot of people, we've gotten a lot of feedback on the first two podcasts, and we're the first to admit, feedback is the best thing that we can get, because we're trying to improve every day. We work for a technology company. We got it. Surveys. Surveys are key. Surveys are key. Surveys change a business. First piece of feedback we got off episode one, which we took to heart. Yeah, we did. Was that we were too fanboy, but I'm going to be the first to say that this one, I'm not turning the fanboy off. Call me a fanboy all Call day. Call me a fanboy as much as you want. You know why? Why? You do know why. But you're going to make me say it. Because tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Philadelphia Eagles oh are in the Super Bowl. God. We're going to freaking kill Tom Brady tomorrow, dude. I'm so ready, man. Isn't it funny that you can you, you, we think about this team and this powerhouse, but still, nationwide, probably internationally, it's not... The Patriots, it's, we're going to kill Tom Brady. Can I call a violation real quick? How did the NFL and everybody who voted for Coach of the Year give that to Tom, Tom McVeigh? How does McVeigh get that? You know what? We, we... I'm going to rant real quick. You got Doug Peterson that not only beat Sean McVeigh in Los Angeles, but he overcame losing his left tackle. He overcame losing his best offensive weapon at the beginning of the year, Darren Sproles. He overcame losing his MVP quarterback, Carson Wentz, his best linebacker, Jordan Hicks, and dominated all the way to get to the Super Bowl. And my man doesn't get any love. No love. How does Sean McVay bounce first round of the playoffs? Bounce. Bounce, 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 bounce. and I don't, I don't want to hear. You know what? I love the fact that Tom Brady got announced MVP. Do you? I love it. That's such. A, it's I Carson love it. Wentz, man. Do you want to know why? It's Carson Wentz. Because it is Carson Wentz, and it was more fuel to the fire. It's all we needed. Under if you Wentz. want, if if you didn't think we had enough fuel for tomorrow, go ahead and name Tom Brady MVP today. Here's the thing, though, man. Like I go to lids this week. I'm getting mm. a new hat. I'm like, I want to get something to document this moment, this season. Side side it. note, Dave has been shopping this week on Eagles gear. You <laughs> went to he went to Lids, he went to Mitchell and Ness. I'm dropping like not hundreds, like K's. Yeah. Like I'm dropping K's, K's on Eagles gear. K's. Like my girl Megan. By the way, we got a live studio audience here today. We got yeah. Megan and we got Kyle here in the Shout studio out, and we got a bunch of people in the back. Shout out to all the people. Make some noise. By the way, we're in a wine cellar, which is pretty badass. Yeah, 56 degrees in here. It's pretty... That's lit. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, like, this week's been a big shopping week because it's a Super Bowl. And I don't think people realize... Like, they were talking about this. I think it was on Quickslants or Pro Philly Sports Talk or whatever on CSN. Got to shout out to CSN. Mm -hmm. Love Michael Barkamp. Um, And they're talking about, like, is this the defining... 
All right, we're back. We're back live. We had some technical difficulties there for a second, but um, it's the defining moment in Philly sports history, and I'm I'm just so excited, man, to be in this city, be a part of this, be a part of this. <laughs> this is the preview show, um, and we're excited to get into some facts here for today. Um, going in tomorrow, going to the big game, we got some fans here that'll probably chime in with some um, standout stars, little I call bank maybe uh, for the people. But, AK, how you feeling going into tomorrow, man? The reason that this is the premier moment in Philly sports history, and I'm going to say it loud and clear, we've been to a Super Bowl in our lifetime. We were young. It's a different perspective now, but it's a different ball game because it's the rematch of 0-3. 0-4. 0-4. 0-5 was the Super Bowl. It was 0-4 year. Yeah. 0-4 year. That's how much... Credibility we get as a as the bank statement. <laughs> shout shout yeah. out Kyle Rudolph. Shout out Kyle Rudolph. If you're a previous episode listener, one, episode listening. one. I hope you appreciate that and not hate it. By the way, at the bank PHL on both Twitter and Instagram. But Dave, can I tell you three tell me, three words that describe this podcast more than anything and describe the nature of the city of Philadelphia right now? What's that? We're gonna. Win. <laughs> I love that. We're going to win. Simple. It's simple. And I, you call me a fanboy, call me what you want to call me, but we're going to win. Wow. We're going to win this game. Why? Why? Yeah. I saw it on TV today, and I think it was a great explanation. What's the name of the guy that has just been killing it on the NFL Network? Uh, Kyle Brandt. Kyle Brandt. My dude, his rants... The best one is when he goes back to Philly as being an underdog city in 1776. Oh Workplace God. of America. Workplace of America. But he said, he said it, and he couldn't have said it better. Put the Patriots roster on one sheet. Yep. Put the Eagles roster on another. NFL Network, yeah. Match up position by position and yes. go boom, 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 boom. How many positions do the Patriots win on paper? How I many? say I want, do we count coaches? Does coaches count no. positions? All right. Well, then I'm going to go two. Okay. Go Legitimately ahead. Legitimately two. Go ahead. Quarterback. Okay. Tight end. Actually, I'll give him three. I'll go linebacker two. I'll give him two because I'll give him linebacker and quarterback because we have the best tight end. Zertz? Zertz. Zach Ertz. You he, know why? It's he deserts Julie. it. Shout out Julie. Desserts it. I like that. Yeah. Shout out Julie Ertz. Who's hungry? Let's get some desserts. I like that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Let's go position by position. We got... Tom Brady versus Nick Foles. Here's the deal, bro. I told you this. I've told everybody this all week, and it's it's a really weird thing to think about. You put Aaron Rodgers. You take Tom Brady. Peyton Manning in his prime. Ben Roethlisberger. MVP of the NFL. Should be. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. I still, that's why I say, bro, add the field of the fire. Take any of those people. Throw them on the Eagles for the NFC Championship game. We and guess what? It only could have been worse. Only worse. Nick Foles, by the way, I called bank. We're going to go back to that. I called bank mm-hmm. on that game. Nick Foles showed up and showed out. Big players in big moments in big mother-loving games. And I know what you guys are thinking. One game. Oh, he played good in one game. Yeah, he also played good in the NFC Championship. So call, streaky, go ahead and call it one game. He's a streaky guy. That's the thing. And, I mean, here's the deal. So we start Nah. Now we're rolling. We're good. We're rolling. I just want you guys to know out there, this is, um, we're recording from a, a live studio audience. Live studio, let's go. Give it up. Woo! 
So technical difficulties are at an abundance right now. It's our first remote. It's our first remote session, but you know what? We don't care because we're the bank statement, and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. So let's do it. So back to the position by position. Do they catch the Nick Foles and Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton analogies? Some funny shit's going on over here. <laughs> so if if we're really looking at it, right? So Tom Brady's a goat, but we give that edge to Tom Brady, right? Clearly. Let's go running backs. What's your opinion of our running backs tomorrow? Uh, my opinion is we have three running backs on our team yeah. that all have a statement to make. We have Jay Ajayi, who hit the ground in the most emotional moment he's ever had in his entire life when we won the last game, who is ready to show up and show out. We have LeGarrette Blunt, who doesn't have more of a chip on his shoulder than to beat his former team, and I love the way he's handling it because he said all enemies and you know what I remember and I don't think anybody's talked about this but if you remember last year when they won that Super Bowl and you know what give it up to them because last year's Super Bowl they did what the Patriots do and they came out and they did something amazing but you catch Tom Brady in his postgame interview and LeGarrette Blunt was in his ear almost interrupting the interview saying to him and I quote you're the best of all time bro you're the best of all time. And you know what he said this week? Enemies. He called them enemies. He went from that level because he knows more than we know, more than anybody knows, that he's on the best team in the league this year. And then we got Corey Clement, undrafted, who I'm the biggest supporter of because this dude balls. And all three. Yo, we're back. We're back. All right, cool. So they're going to show out. I believe it. But here's the cool thing. Glassburn, Abe, Corey Clement, all he does is ball. How many touches do you think LeGarrette Blount gets tomorrow? Um, between 10 and 15. What's the – wow. 10 and 15 for Blunt? Former team, dude. And so, I, what's, so what's J.H.I. get? Between 15 and 20. So we're going to run the ball like 35 times tomorrow. 35 is a really good number, yeah. You really believe that? Yes. See, I don't believe Doug's going to do that. I do, because I think we're going to take an early lead, and I think we're going to take control of this game, and we're going to pound. Ground and pound. See, here's the thing, though. Shout out to the O-line. The O-line has been dirty. Shout out to Big V, because Big V has really stepped up in the playoffs in a way. Like, you don't, you don't notice him out there. And we don't notice your right tackle because he's not giving up sacks, and he's not getting holding calls, and he's not killing drives. That's when you know, like, your team bounced back. Or your left tackle, not your right tackle. They bounce back in a big way. So I'm with you with the running backs. I don't think LeGarrette gets 10 to 15 touches. I'm going more like 5 to 7. And okay. I think they're more red zone touches. I do think he gets a touchdown. And if we go position by position, we're not going to belabor the point. Like, right? We go O-line. The Eagles O-line is way better than the Patriots O-line. That's, like, hands down. We go wideouts. Honestly, I'm a toss-up there because I really do love Brandon Cooks as a player. I love Danny Amendola as a player. You can't count Julian Edelman in that mix, but Hogan's not a bad player with Brady. That's a good group. I also love Alshon. Um, I think Alshon shows out tomorrow. I do love Aguilar. Torrey Smith sucks. I mean, if we're being honest, he had a big play. His only big play really is an Eagle outside of Arizona. Um, he had two big plays. Which one's the other one? Uh, I remember he, he had, had a big drop, too, for going back to that. But can I say something? Because I love the fact that you just said – that it's a wash on wideouts because you said that two weeks ago as well against the Vikings. You said it was a wash on the receiving core, and 
our receiving core made Minnesota's receiving core look like midget football, peewee, bums. Our, our defense made, let, let's correct that, our defense made Minnesota's rookie, receiving core. Well, their defense. Midget, peewee, bums. And for you skull mofos out there, skull, skull, skull. Y'all bitches came to my house, and me and AK are in section 120, and we sitting there, and y'all skull, skulls, skulls. Every one of you guys left in the freaking second quarter, third quarter. There was no purple going into the fourth quarter of that game. You're weak. Nobody came at you. You guys need to go back, crawl into your cave in Minnesota, and bury yourselves in your beds for the next year because it's going to be a long, cold winter. And we're invading your locker room, we're taking over your stadium, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. And all this bullshit that y'all preaching out there that Philly came at you is wrong. Y'all did nothing. You represented nothing. nothing. You came out there, little Ziggy on the field, your owner before the game. Oh, I hope we get this. Oh, we out in Minnesota. Minnesota, skull. Minnesota, skull. Oh, skull. Y'all did nothing, man. We represented. Y'all came in and said you were going to freaking take over our stadium. There was probably a It's irrelevant, Dave. Shut it down. Shut it down because Minnesota's irrelevant. Minnesota's irrelevant. I want to do something a little different. We were going to hold off, but I really, I I need to get to standout stars because it's going to set the stage. Let's go for it. Uh, We need to get to standout stars. You know, everybody out there listening to the bank statement at the bank PHL on Twitter and Instagram. We got to do standout stars because it's the top segment. And this is something we've done. This is third episode and we're doing it. But you guys know we've been doing this all season. All season. And I, I need to give my standout stars because it's going to set the tone. So go. I'm going to go offense first because defense is going to be more critical. Mm-hmm. But offense, standout stars, I don't know, man. There's so many picks. It's like Nick Foles will go off, okay? Alshon wow. will go off. Wait, wait, let's pause. Real quick, can we pause? Do you think Nick Foles is going to go off tomorrow? He's going to stay hot? He's a streaky quarterback. you think he's going to go off? Nick Brady is what wow. I'm going to call him tomorrow. Nick Brady. Nick Brady. Okay, go ahead. Nick Brady will go off. So my standout star on offense, I'm going to give it just because I think there's 19 people on our offense that will go off, but who's going to go off the most is, is more of the question than anything else. Sure. Nelson. Nelson Aguilar. So let's pause there real quick and let's take a tangent because Nelson Aguilar is one of the most maligned eagles if we go back to 2016. He's a bust. He's a Chip Kelly guy. He, he can't catch the ball. USC wide out. They're all the same. Nelly did his ball out. This ball game. out. That's all he did. So what bigger game of a statement can he make? The Super Bowl. The, the Super man Bowl. The man replaced Jordan Matthews, by the way, in a way that I, I don't think Jordan Matthews would have had this year. What did Jordan Matthews do this year, by the way? Shout out. He really did nothing. I don't think he did anything. I'm a fan of him, though. Like, shout out, respect Jordan Matthews. He, he's got... All I'll say is we got rid of Jordan Matthews for Ronald Darby, and Ronald Darby is the man... Hypothetically speaking, we don't have Ronald Darby this year. We have Jordan Matthews. If that's the one deal that wasn't made this year, I will say Jordan would have gone off. I, I would say we're still in the same position, and Jordan Matthews would be a topic of discussion because he would have done things on this team that the Bills could never set him up to do. So you believe our corners are the same squad without Darby? 
I think if we gave Sidney Jones a chance to dress late in the season, Sidney Jones is going to show who he is. And I think Patrick Robinson, if he had to move from slot to outside, would show up and show out. But I'm not going to say it was a bad trade because it was a great trade. And I love you, Ronald. Philly loves you, Ronald. Ronald, you're the man. But Nelson, who has done nothing this year but prove people wrong, it's the final statement. It's the final statement of the season. It's, it's his turn to shine. I think one touchdown, but over 100 yards, and that's going to be between receiving and rushing. They're going to play that rushing call. They're going to do a lot of stuff with him. They're going to make him a weapon because the Patriots' defense is Budokan, and they can't do anything, and we're going to be okay. So Nelson, offensive standout star for your boy AK, but I need to go to the defense because that makes everything critical. The only team that tore us up, that tore our defense up this year, was the bummy New York Giants. Why did they tear us up, Dave? They tore us up because of the quick passing game. I mean, I was at that game. I was up in, like, uh, Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm there with my boy Jake. Shout out, Jake. Love you, bro. Um, Sidebar real quick. One of the things I'm most excited about tomorrow is it gets me so excited to think about the people when the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Like, who I'm going to be so excited for. Do you know what I mean? Like, the people that showed you Eagles football, the people that are around you in the community that are just like, you know they love the Eagles. Like, when Molly sent us that picture the other day from the NFC Championship game. Shout out, Molly. And there's a picture uh, you play. It's a live picture. And there's me pulling my hat down because I'm crying. There's you literally screaming your head off. There's a lot. Like, there is a deep passion and an emotional bond with the Philadelphia Eagles in this city. And when the Eagles win tomorrow, my boy Jake is going to lose his mind. Let's run with that real quick because I think we need to think of that. We're going to put a pause on standout stars because we have no format today. It's a Super Bowl preview show. If you wanted a format from us, you're listening to the wrong podcast because the excitement level is um, out of a scale of 10, probably out of 6,000. So... Let's think about it because I'm not th- I'm not speaking in hypotheticals. I'm speaking in the sense of when we win, picture Broad Street. Yeah, I mean, picture I'm South Street. And it brings people together, dude. Like I went to Modell's immediately. We got back after the game. Surprising. That's the third store, Lids. Mitchell and Ness and my boy Dave went to Modell's too. I'm telling you, we weren't kidding when my man said K's. I spent so much. K's. Like, shout out Molly. I'm going to need an advance on my next page. Because <laughs> your boy is broke now. My girl Megan, who's here, by the way, say what's up. What's up? Uh, shout out Megan. She's, uh, if you need a graphic designer out there, she can really hook you up. Like, for real, she's legit. She's going to be, like, next level graphic designer. We took our logo, which we will be sticking with. For the rest of this podcast, it was created in a matter of 22 minutes no by joke. Megan. I played a game of Madden, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to look over your shoulder. Like, let me know what you create. I'm, like, recreating the Eagles-Vikings game. Cause I'm try- what I do is I like to scout out the Vikings or whatever team we're playing on Madden to figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are. So, mm-hmm. like, if I'm the Vikings, I'm playing as the Vikings, all right, what would I do? And I, I kind of formulate my opinions off that. Not that that's completely accurate. Again, credibility to the podcast. A little weird. Rudolph. A little weird, um, Dave. But I finished the game. I look over and Megan's done. 
Megan's done the logo with it's like the legit. best logo I think I've ever seen. It's great. It's got like all the banks. And a further tangent to get even further off course, I love the fact that you do the Madden recap because the Madden matchup this year had the Patriots beating the Eagles. What do we say? More fuel to, to the, the fire. fire. Let's get it back to the Eagles. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I'm really excited to just celebrate the city. I, I go to Modell's. There's literally people on top of their cars. You're talking to people that you would never speak to in your life. And you illuminated this to me about sports. You're like, dude, sports does things to people that would never, ever normally happen. Like, you have people that would never speak, that communicate in a way that, like, is, like, love, is family. I met a guy last night. I was at Opa. Shout out Opa. And I'm there, and I'm hanging out with this guy, um, AC. I'm not going to give his name because... I don't know if he wants it out there. We call him the air conditioner. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it's cold as ice. But my man's sitting at Opa, like we're chatting. This dude left Philadelphia in 1995 because he grew up in West Philly. I was three years old. Got into some trouble. I was one. He got into some trouble. He's like, I got to get out of the city. I got to make something of myself. Dude went out, crushed it in Seattle. He's killing the game. He's only been back to Philly twice. Second time he's back here for the Super Bowl. I meet this guy. He's hanging out with his brother. And these two look like they're having a ball, man. They're having the best time. And I'm chatting with these dudes, and I'm like, this is what the Eagles are. This is what this is about. It's not about Nick Foles. It's not about Doug Peterson. It's not about a ring. It's not about a trophy. It's not about talking smack to some dude in South Jersey who thinks he's a Cowboys fan and really he's just a prick. Like, it's, <laughs> it's way more than all of that. Yeah. It's about, like... Community, um, man. It's a bond. It's a It's family. a bond. I remember the first time I ever thought about it. I, I'll never... I, I referenced this a lot because this is the closest thing I have to 2008. And the Phillies run that they had in 2008, I'll never forget the moment I had. And I was young, but I looked around and I said, these are thousands of people that I would never connect with on a personal level, but we're all wearing red. Yeah. We're, we're all, all wearing red. red. We're waving this towel. We're waving this town. They never caught on with really any other sport in Philadelphia, but the Phillies, whenever they're going to be back, and they will be back. And they will be back. That ta- like it's, it's, There's not anything like it. It challenges the Eagles in this town, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think that's a little underplayed. That's the hardest part about this whole thing. The Patriots don't have that level of pressure that the Eagles have because – what is this going to be the sixth for them if they win? I don't want to talk they about don't it. even they don't think about it the way we think about it because it's second nature to them at this point, which I love. The Eagles have a level of pressure on them for a city behind them that nobody else has. I've been listening to radio stations. There are people in England. There are people yeah. in India that ride with this team. And it's so hard, and you have to put yourself in the shoes of Nick Foles, who's a backup quarterback playing in the Super Bowl. This is so difficult. And the beautiful thing about it is they can shut that off because we're the team in warm-ups bouncing. We're not the team tense. We're the team that is looser than anybody else. You would never know the amount of pressure that exists when you look at these guys. That's never. the most beautiful thing you could ever witness. It's, it's literally poetry in motion. Like I, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll never forget crying in the stands, again, fanboy, when we won last or two weeks ago. It was unbelievable. And that guy in India, Andy, I think his name, yeah. Andy from India. Shout out. Shout out Andy. Calls into the fanatic. Love my guy Gargano. Um, calls in and like. <laughs> I love that. Shout out 97 by the fanatic. We love you guys, man. Um, but that guy, like, that is Philadelphia. My man moved there for work and he is the biggest Eagles fan. He calls a morning show on in Philadelphia. 
And like, you know weekly. what? And I'm I, I, I Andy think this from is, India. Andy from India. And I think this is the first time we can be vocal about this because this show in the first place was inspired by our love for Philly Sports Radio. Yes, sir. It's a culture here, man. Like I have people come visit me from other cities, and when they get in my car, the first thing they hear is either the fanatic or WIP. And they don't understand because they don't come from cities where we live this culture, where sports talk radio is is life. This culture doesn't exist. Sports isn't truly entertainment for other cultures. It really is. I mean, you got – I believe Bills Mafia has nothing else because Buffalo – what else is in Buffalo? Let's be honest. It's the Bills, it's the Sabres, and there's snow. We'll Ooh. give you wings. We'll give you Buffalo wings. <laughs> no, and this isn't a call out on that, but I think we should pay homage to the Philly sports radio shows for being an inspiration to us for starting this in the first place. They are. And I say that because I listened to a caller last week talk about the fact that he was in England – for a Manchester United versus Southampton soccer game. And I'm a big English Premier League soccer fan. You know that. That's yeah. a sidebar. I'm I, sports all the day, every day. But this guy said he went out to England to watch this game. His sole purpose was to watch an international soccer game. His wife, who's a New York cop, showed up to the game wearing Eagles gear head to toe. And I thought this was the coolest thing, man. She showed up wearing Eagles gear. Turns out the people from England sitting in the row behind them Loved the Eagles. They showed so much love to these people. You know what they did? They linked up with these people. They went to a bar after, and all they did after one of the top soccer games in English Premier League soccer of the year, they talked Eagles all day, every day. And you know what they're doing that they said on the show? They're flying back to London, England this week to watch the game with those fans. They had such an Eagles connection in England that they're flying back to England to watch in London with these English fans, and that's what the Eagles do, man. That's that the power of it. That's amazing. Can um, I get back, though? Let's bring it let's, back. We started standout stars. Let's go back to standout stars. So you got on offense of Garrett Blunt. Is that correct? No. I actually forgot what you had. So who did you give offense? And that's no? the beauty of this podcast, short-term yeah. memory. We're quarterbacks on this station. <laughs> I got lost. I got lost short-term in that conversation. Memory. So where are you going on offense? I had Nelson on offense. You did. You did have Nelson on offense. That's but correct. defense is bigger. Defense is bigger, and it's because – I know how good Tom Brady is at getting rid of the ball quickly. And I know we are missing our starting linebacker. Michael Kendricks, we need you. We do. We need you. We got to tackle, man. Not only do you have to tackle, you have to cover, you have to do a million things. You're going to be asked, Michael Kendricks, I plead with you. You are going to be asked to do more things in this game than you've done in this season combined. In your career. In your career. And you know what? You've played great all year. We have nothing bad to say, but you need to step up. And here's what I can promise you, Michael. You will never buy a drink, a meal, a shirt, a pair of pants, an apartment, anything in this town again if you show up and show out tomorrow night. And I, th- I, I truly believe it, man. I mean, the linebacking court is, the most, is probably the least talked about part of our team because the defense looks good top to bottom always, but the linebackers are everything this year. So what's the biggest part of the of the linebackers to you? Is it the, Deion Lewis or is it Gronk? The fact of the matter is the way we play defense is we step off. We, put, we, we let you get those short passes. Jarek that- McKinnon had more receptions last game than anybody's ever had against the Eagles. He had at least 67 receptions. 
two weeks ago. 67. I think it was like 68. Okay. It's cool. All right, give or take. The man literally, like, Case Keenum went back. I'm like, oh, Case Keenum, playing like a starter all year. Oh, Minnesota. Oh, he's a pro bowler. We got to resign him. We're going to talk trash all day on Tom Brady, but the dude gets rid of the ball faster than anybody that's ever played the game. And if he can do that with effectiveness, it's going to cause trouble. And the linebackers are the people that can step up and deflect and break up those short passes. So can I give my standout stars? I want your opinion on mine first. Um, No, you can't. Okay. If I'm being honest about Nelson Aguilar, like really honest, and this is probably a violation on me to say, so I'm going to call that out before I say it. I'm, I have a really weird nervous feeling about Nelson Aguilar in particular for tomorrow. Do you think the nerves of the past will catch up to him in the biggest game of his entire life? I'm a little nervous about that. I, I just have a weird feeling. I think he can have I a decent game. I hate that you're game. saying this. I have, a de- I have a feeling he's going to have a decent game, but I do have a feeling he's going to have a, at least a big drop. And we Stop! Talked, we talked about this before, though. Standout stars does not mean that you show up in a usual way. Standout stars means that you elevate your game to the next level. So, for example... Carson Wentz having MVP like season. If I pick Carson Wentz to be a standout star, not only is he going to play like Carson Wentz has played all year, he better play better than that because he's standout, right? So if Nelson Aguilar is going to be your standout star, I don't know that he's going to step up in the way that you're describing for him to be like Super Bowl MVP candidate. I do think he might struggle at times. I don't think it's going to cost us by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. But Stand out, I don't know about that. But Michael Kendricks, I agree with you with 100%. But if, if he does step up and play the best game of the year, if, if solely the only person on the Eagles team that plays his best game of the entire year with how good of a year he has is Nelson Aguilar, if you hear that sentence right there, Nelson Aguilar plays the best game of his career, is that enough for you to say, okay, we're going to win? It's an interesting question. Um... Yes, because if Nelson Aguilar yes. plays his best game of the year, that means he at least has two touchdowns, and that means he probably has over 80 yards. Um, 100 yards is tough just because Eagles wideouts don't really do that to look at the season. Give him a handoff. So, yeah, I don't know if they're going to run that way. I think Bill's kind of – I think Bill might have something to say about that. Um, but if he does have his best game of the year, I do think that's enough for the Eagles to win the game tomorrow. Michael Kendricks, I completely agree with you on, though. Michael Kendricks has to step up because Deion Lewis out of the backfield is a problem. He's a problem. He's not just a good player. He's a problem. Um, but, and Gronk is also a problem. You got line, uh, they love these crossing routes, right? They love those rub routes. Um, they come in. They do the illegal pick, but it's legal because it's the Patriots, but it's also the NFL. Um, and so you got Danny Amendola coming over the middle, things like that. I think Michael Kendricks has a big day tomorrow, to be honest with you. I have a great feeling about him. I think he might have a score. I really do. I don't know if it's a pick six. I think he might, you know, have a score. We got an interjection here. I'm going to interview my man Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, by the way, is from England territory. My man is born and raised in Rhode Island. Shout out Cranston. Um, My dude grew up in the heart of the Patriots country, if you would say. Really, they're a Red Sox nation. They don't give a flying F about the Patriots. Um, But we got Kyle here. Kyle grew up an Eagles fan since he was in second grade, and he has something to say about our standout stars, particularly Michael Kendricks, I believe. Kendricks, and also, offensively, Corey Clement. I think Corey Clement's going to have a huge game, especially in the passing game. The screen game's going to be huge for him. He's going to be able to catch a lot of uh, a lot of passes and get third downs. Third downs are going to be huge for the Eagles because they're going to be able to drive the ball, like third down conversions, fourth down conversions. Be able to Corey Clement screen passes. It's going to be huge for the Eagles' offense. Um, 
I think Give me a stat line. I think I say he gets five catches, sixty yards, four runs, for around thirty yards. Wow. So almost hundred yards in the game. It's like five yards a carry. And, over five yards a carry. And that's better than what he usually does. Touchdowns? No, no touchdowns this game. That's yeah. gonna be one and a jolly for touchdowns. But yards wise, conversions, um, a lot of touches. third down, fourth, yeah, about eight touches on the game. And I think that he'll be able to just keep the ball moving for the Eagles. I like that. Let me ask you something. You mentioned the screen game is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Why? The Pats can't cover the screen. Terrific. The linebackers are a little slow. Um, I think Corey Clement's a fast, quick guy who can literally just get out there. And, and he has hands. He has hands. He can make people miss. Um, that's huge. When it's, when it's third and five, third and four, you don't know what's coming at you if you're a defense. Um, we have Clement just to you know, change it up on, yeah. on the offense. You know, We have Ajayi, obviously, and the blonde who can also change it up. But Clement on the, on the third downs can be huge because if you're the pass defense, what's coming at you, right? I love that. What's coming at you? I love that because I'm a huge Clement guy too, and I think him out of the backfield as a passing threat, just like you said, is one of the best, best parts of our offense. Mm, shout right? out Glassboro High School. Um, no, I like that too. Who you got on defense, guys? Defense, I think Malcolm Jenkins can be huge. I like that. Just I mean, because, he's, I he's mean, the leader. He, he has a, he's a leader in the back. He's, he's got his eyes on everything. But he has a tough job. I think he's going to be over Gronk a lot, in my opinion. It's No one can cover Gronk, you know? Gronk's Gronk. But if someone's going to do it, I think Jenkins is going to step up with somebody else and either double-team him. I mean, Gronk's going to get... Gonna get his catches, his yards, but he's Gronk. But side note, this is the least fanboy statement you're gonna hear tonight from our outside viewer. Is no nobody can cover Gronk, which is fair. It's fair. It's fair. He he crushes, dude. He really Uh does. Tom Brady and Gronk is Tom Brady and Gronk. You Mm -hmm. know. Mm Mhm. So here's the deal. I'm gonna go with a guy that I picked earlier this season on offense, and I say him more of the group that he represents. Stefan Wisniewski. The offensive line, and particularly the left side of the offensive line, needs to step up tomorrow in a huge way. We're better than the Patriots offensive line, but that doesn't really matter, right? Because they don't go against the Patriots offensive line. They go against the Patriots defensive line. And we need to step up in a way that allows Jay Ajayi to get space, to get to the second level and punish people. We need to allow Corey Clement out of the backfield to, you know, do his thing with second-level blocks, get in the secondary, do our thing that way. So I really think Stefan Wisniewski in general is a big key for B. Um, Because Big B, here's the deal. He struggles at times in the season. He's really not the best left tackle out there. He struggles with nerves. But with Steph plays, Big B plays a lot better. A lot better. Um, and so I think the whole offensive line is a big game tomorrow, but I'm going to give it specifically not to Lane Johnson, not to Jason Kelsey. I think Brandon Brooks, all those guys on the right side in the middle, they show up like normal. I think Big B has a normal game. Um, but I think Stefan Wisniewski has a big day tomorrow. That's second level, That's second level analysis. Here's the deal on defense. I'm going to go way more obvious. Um, another leader on the defense, Fletcher Cox. <sighs> Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox could end Tom Brady's game in the first quarter. And, I, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I will never, ever, ever, ever wish injury upon anybody. But Fletcher Cox is the guy that's going to bust that line. Here's the deal with Fletcher Cox. He's the leader of the defense. He can cause havoc not only in the run game, but he can get after the passer. So but him in the run game is like poetry in motion. 
It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But you know who the real standouts are on defense is going to be? Well, you just said Fletcher, so you got two? He's not a defensive player, though. He's Jim Schwartz. Here's the deal. Mamma mia. All season, we play off of these wideouts. We talked about this, right? We talk about the Giants. Why do the Eagles struggle with Washington? I mean, Because we, we give up six-yard We give up six-yard gains. And you know what? If we do that tomorrow, bold statement, not fanboy, probably even more not fanboy than what Kyle just said, we're going to lose tomorrow. If we well, do, do the math. If we're going to give up six-yard passes every play... How can we, well, we how can we sustain it? But here's the thing. Here's what the Eagles do. I was explaining this to Kyle a little bit earlier today of what my thoughts on what the Eagles defense, right? Because you look at Jim Schwartz's idea. He's like, I'm not going to give you 20 yards. I'll give you three because I'm going to make you earn every inch that you're going to get down this field. Because here's the deal. If you're going to be a team that has 50% on third down, if I force you into three third downs, you're going to miss one. And if you miss one, you're going to punt. You're going to kick a field goal. And you don't win in the NFL by kicking field goals. So... That's Jim Schwartz's game plan. But here's the deal. When you're playing Tom Brady, you can't do that. The key to Tom Brady is to get in his face, mess with him, treat him like he's Case Keenum. Get after the guy. I want to see Chris Long in his face. I want to see Brandon Graham in his face. I want to see Fletcher Cox in his face. A lot of Cox in his face. All right. So here's the deal, right? Tom right, Brady. Dave. That's a drop right there. <laughs> All right. All right. You heard it here first. I want to see a safety blitz. I want to see McLeod get in there. I want to see Jenkins get in there. I want to see every single guy on the Eagles team in that backfield causing havoc. But here's my problem. If we play this soft defense in the secondary, it's not going to happen. And if you play that soft defense in the secondary and Tom Brady gets a rhythm, Tom Brady will carve us up. So my other standout individual... Not a star. My star is Fletcher Cox. My individual from the coaching staff perspective, Doug Peterson is going to do his thing. He's going to call a fine game. He's going to do well. He's going to frustrate the hell out of me at one point like he always does. But I love Doug Peterson. I think he's going to kill it tomorrow on offense like he always does. Jim Schwartz is going to pull the rabbit out of his back pocket, and he's going to play press coverage tomorrow. And he's going to say, hey, Hogan. It's dangerous, dude. Hey, Hogan. It's dangerous. Hey, Hogan. Come at me, bro. My yeah. dad got your number, Hogan. My thing, though, Dave, the rabbit is the move. I mean, Jim Schwartz is a magician on defense. He, he messes with the minds of the offense. He toyed with Shermer two weeks ago. Toyed. But Shad playing giant, that press coverage is the difference between toying with someone and not toying with someone because it's something we don't do. It's dangerous. It's changing the entire way we play. It's a dangerous move. Yes, on paper, in theory, it's a great move, but it's something we don't do and we're not adept to. Can I challenge you on that, though? No. I'm going to challenge you anyway. Okay. So you look at what a lot of the very good coaches do. The word great's thrown out a lot in sports. And by the way, can we shout out Brian Dawkins? <coughs> Let's go, dude. My yeah. man made it to the, um, I'm wearing my Brian Dawkins long sleeve Mitchell and ST right now. I'm wearing a Dr. J jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Sixers. Let's go Sixers. Um, but shout out Brian Dawkins. He's in the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. You are the man. Weapon X in the city. We love you. We always will. You're that guy. I want to win tomorrow for you more than anything in the world. But if we look at gr- very good teams, very good coaches, Andy Reid, we look at the Atlanta Falcons, we look at, I don't know, you name it, just very good teams. Yeah. They go into big games, they say, they're very arrogant. They say, you know what? 
we got here doing X. We're going to keep doing X. We're going to make you adjust. But what do great teams do? What does Bill Belichick do that makes him next level? Why? What he, what he does? He does why? Well, he does why. But what he does, too, is he looks at it and he says, all right, Eagles, you guys play off the ball. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go with a quick passing game. doesn't matter if he's been doing the quick passing game all year or not. He's going to do it. Why? Because that's what the Eagles' weakness is. He attacks his opponent's weakness because he looks at overall talent and he says, I'm not going to be arrogant enough to say, I'm going to attack strength with strength. He says, I'm going to go at your weakness with my strength and make you pay for it. I like that. And that's what the Eagles have to do. To I make. like the way you think about that because it's, it's, it's the fact of the matter. If both teams play their game, how does it match up? So if we play our game, we play off. If they play their game, they play well against us playing off. So you're saying this is a chess match of all chess matches. And the question is, if we decide not to play off, is, does Bill Belichick have the forethought to say, well, they play off. We're not going to allow that, so we're going we're gonna to go short on them. Do I think they're going to press us now, and now I'm going to go the opposite because he's running that risk of, well, if they continue to play off, my game plan isn't what I think it is. It goes back and forth, man. It becomes it this huge chess game. It does. But my point is, though, when you start to make a statement like, hey, we haven't done this all year, we haven't done this and that all year, that puts you in a position where you're saying, I'm the macho man. I'm coming in here doing what I know and what works best and all this stuff. It's kind of like that old school versus new school mentality. Yeah. And I really do think there is a lot of value in most situations in life, but in particular in sports in this case, to saying, hey, let's look at what you guys don't do that well and let's go after that. Okay. And that, that's what I'm saying. So let's wrap this up today. Well, We've gone let, a little long. Let me ask one, one question and we'll, we'll wrap it up with this question. I want to open this up to Kyle and you. Okay. And I'm, Kyle, we're going to start with you. You're the Eagles captains. Mm -hmm. You walk out in the middle, and we do the coin toss. Let's say we win the coin toss. What's your call? What do you want if we win the coin I toss? I want to receive second half. So I you're going to defer. I think all season we've been better receiving second half. I think if we have the ball, get the ball second half, say we're down going to second half. We can get momentum with, with the ball, going in, score quick, and you know make it a game. Okay. That's just my opinion. Like. All right. I think we've done better um, getting the ball second half. When we've gotten the ball first half, it's been it's not rough, but I would say it's just been we've been had a, a better time, um, a better chance of winning with getting the ball second half. Okay, okay. So Kyle defers. We defer. win the coin I, I toss. Defer. Defer. Kyle defers. Dave, I'm gonna defer as well uh, for the simple reason of I a we are a second half football team. We are, and I don't love that by the way going into tomorrow. Uh, it's one of the things that scares me about tomorrow. We can't make mistakes early. We can't let Tom Brady come at us early. Um, we need It's not Case Keenum. We're not playing Case Keenum. We're playing the GOAT, the greatest of all time. We're playing Tom Brady. He's incredible, and we need to respect that, and he can't come at us early. So, you know, we need to buck that trend a little bit. But the reason why I defer is there's a lot of things that happen at halftime, and the last thing you want is you're in a close game – they're leading by three, and they come out of halftime, get the ball, and they can go down and score. Then all of a sudden, you're down ten. Or you're down seven, they get the ball at halftime, they come out, they score a touchdown real quick, and they're up 14. I think it's more so like, hey, even if we're down by a little bit at halftime, which, by the way, we very well could be. Philadelphia, we're underestimating the New England Patriots. We very well could be, right? Yeah. Um, I'd rather be down by seven at halftime, coming out with the ball, to at least just get back in the rhythm of the game without the risk of them scoring, yeah. right? So 
I'm a big defer guy because I think when you look at the ebbs and flows of a game, I think deferring just plays a big factor into the psyche of what goes into a first half versus second half. Yeah. Um, I thought I had a hot take here, but I don't because I win the coin toss, I defer too. A little, a little opposite of what you said though, Dave, is because I think the Patriots are blatantly not a first half team. Think about it, 28-3. 28-3. I mean, this team finds a way. You can be up at halftime by 28 points, by 25 points, and this team finds a way. And the only way to do it is to take control in the second half. I honestly think the Patriots are a bad first-half team. And that's why I want to defer because I don't, I, we don't even need to score in that first possession. We need clock. And I don't want to go into the mode where, and the, the Sixers do this all the time, man. We go up in halftime with a lead, and we play the worst third quarter you've ever seen in your life. And I, I just, I don't want to go into defensive mode in the third quarter as a team, but I do want to take control in the third quarter because I think we're going to go into this game at halftime tomorrow with a lead. And I think the Patriots, more than any other team that's ever existed across any of the four major sports, don't care about being down at halftime. So I want the ball in the second half. So I like that we all agree on that. I love that. That was some passion right there from AK. We're going to go into our final segment for the day. We're going to skip I Called Bank because screw what we care about the game tomorrow. Because I think I Called Bank for all of us is that the Eagles will win the Super Bowl. Agreed. And that's newsflash. That's our prediction for tomorrow. We're about to go into some predictions. The one thing I want to say to Philadelphia before we go into this for tomorrow I know all of you out there listening, because I've had this thought, AK's had this thought, Kyle's had this thought, Megan's had this thought, everybody's had this thought. Carson Wentz is the next guy. This is the changing of the guard. We're going into this year. Yeah, we're in the Super Bowl, but it's gravy. We're going to be back there next year. We might be back there the year after that. We're going to win three when we have Carson Wentz. We're the next dynasty. Our defense is going to be great. Not one. Not two. Not three. Not four. (laughs) But 11. Because that's Carson's number. But here's the thing, man. How many Super Bowls has Aaron Rodgers won? One. How many Super Bowls did that great, illustrious Seattle Seahawks team win? One. How many Super Bowls did the greatest defense we've seen in forever, those Baltimore Ravens win? One. And then they won another one, but different defense. Here's my point. Yeah, we don't point? know if we're going to get back here. We do, though. We don't. We don't. I, I we don't. don't. We don't. We don't. I don't know if we're ever going to be in this I shouldn't position have said again. That. Do I think we're going to be back here? Yeah, I do. Wake up. <laughs> I would predict that. I would predict that Carson Wentz gets two to four Super Bowls in his career, and I think he's going to be one of the greatest. And I do believe, newsflash again, going into my prediction, that this is going to be a changing of the guard game, and the Eagles might be the next team to really take it in the league. But guess what? RG3 had a hell of a rookie season. A hell of a rookie season. Going into this game, or going into this year, I should say, what was the whole NFL talking about? Jameis and Marcus, Mariota, oh my God, they're bums. amazing. They're the, bums. Bums. At least right now, they might not be. But where right are now, they? They're bums. They're bums. Marcus. They're home. Where you at? The golf course. Jameis. Hawaii. Where you at, Cuzzo? Jameis is <laughs> at... Uh, your nearest Whole Foods. Yeah. Jackson yeah. Crab <laughs> But my point is Philadelphia, enjoy tomorrow. Expect greatness out of our team tomorrow. That's great. I like that. Enjoy tomorrow. tomorrow is not guaranteed ever again. We don't have a Super Bowl in this town. 
we've only been here one. If I told you in 2004, that 2014 would only go to one Super Bowl, what would you say? Uh, Dave, good statement, but you a fool for that one. Come on, for why? Because we had T.O., we had McNabb, we had Dawkins. Exactly. Exactly. But so if right. I told you, week one, 2004, this team's only going to go to one Super Bowl, especially as we get to like the Super Bowl and all this stuff, what would you say? You'd be like, you're nuts, man. You're nuts. And then what happens? T.O. throws his temper tantrum, Donovan McNabb's diva. We got Freddie Mitchell not doing anything for the rest of his career. Aguilar forgets how to catch the ball again next year. All this stuff, man. There's Carson Wentz gets hurt again. Carson Wentz is not the, the same thing. player. You don't know is my point. So enjoy tomorrow, Philadelphia. I'm not saying that's going to happen to us, but tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is the moment. The defining moment in Philadelphia sports history happens tomorrow. In 2018 is our year. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? Y'all thought it was Renny. Free meat. Uh, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like that. Philadelphia. Time I spent on some locked up shit. Let's go get it. Tomorrow. AK, what's your prediction? Eagles. 27. Patriots. 24. Let's go. That's a close one. Jake the Snake in the end. Let's go, Kyle. Rapid fire. What you got? I'm saying Eagles 20, Pat 17. Eagles Another one. Rapid fire. Jake the Snake. Hey, Megan, give us a prediction tomorrow. Eagles 27, Pats 21. Woo! We got the Eagles winning. Good pick, though. Here's the deal. We get a defensive touchdown tomorrow. We go ride dirty tomorrow. Your Philadelphia Eagles, 31. Your New England Patriots, 17. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Let's ride, Philadelphia. This is the bank statement at the bank, PHL. We'll come back at you in a few weeks with some Sixers talk. But let's go, Eagles. Let's go get a ring.